Welcome to Weaver Beyond the Numbers, where Weaver professionals talk about business and accounting. We'll explore a wide variety of topics from tax law and accounting standard changes to managing cyber, fraud, financial, and operational risks. What do these issues mean to your business? Join us as we go beyond the numbers to find out. Welcome to Weaver Beyond the Numbers Real Estate Edition with Howard and Rob. We talk about real estate industry trends, emerging issues, lots of news. We are where real estate happens. I'm Rob Nowak. As always, I'm joined by my partner, Howard Altshuler. Today, we're going to talk about what many are saying is that work from home is here to stay. This is not just a trend that's going to disappear. This is the way that we're going to continue to, to work day in and day out, even post-pandemic. Howard, I know you have some thoughts on it. What are you thinking? Well, Rob, I'm not exactly sure if I would say it's here to stay. I think work from home is something that's been building up for quite some time. I think when the pandemic started and people got sent home for social distancing purposes, or as I called it, physical distancing purposes, uh, it really required people to start working from home. There are some jobs and some professions where it totally makes sense, and there's opportunities for people to work from home long term. But I think in the long in the long run, it's a pendulum swing, and I think the pendulum is going to swing back towards people being in the office for a myriad of reasons. So you said something that I think is important, and, and I, I agree with it. The ability to work from home is not new. Video conferencing and the ability to remain connected across the screen. I mean, this technology has been around for years. However, you know, many folks did not embrace this until we were forced to. I'm, I'm curious um, what you think some of those factors are now going to cause the pendulum to swing in the other direction. I have my own thoughts, but I'm interested in you sharing. Well, I do want to say one thing before I get into that. And I will say that it got embraced when employers and managers realized that they didn't have a choice. I think the workers probably wanted to work from home a lot, but they just really didn't have the opportunity to do so until the managers realized that, yes, we can still get things done while working from home. Yes, my employees are not going to slack off. Yes, we are still going to be effective. Um, to your question, though, what's going to swing the pendulum back? I think the biggest thing is going to be a fact, uh, the fact that we don't have very much collaboration when we're working from home as we do when we're working in the office. I think about myself that I'm a pretty social guy and at home I'm here with my wife, I'm here with my dogs, and I'm here with my computer monitor. It's social from the standpoint of being able to talk to people online, but it's not social because I can't just walk around the office, see someone, and stop in and have a five-minute conversation. So we're losing all of that spontaneity that comes up when we're in the office. We're losing all that collaboration that comes up in the office. And we're losing those ideas that get generated when you have that spontaneity and that collaboration in the office. It's really requiring us to be very deliberate about our relationships and our conversations in a way that we're not used to and probably is a little bit too taxing. I, I agree. I think you know, from my own experience as a manager of people, a lot of gauging, you know, employee satisfaction, uh, comprehensive of, of an issue, um, facilitating training is face-to-face -face and it is spontaneous. I get up to get a cup of coffee or to get a drink of water. 
I walk through the office, you know, I'm naturally going to probably stop and talk to somebody along the way. And many times those are sort of impromptu team building discussions. I think we're going to lose a lot of that if we continue to be disconnected. You know, we are very social creatures, I think, since the dawn of humans. Um, we've been social beings. Um, I'm concerned that moving wholesale, as some have predicted, to a work-from-home environment exclusively, we're going to lose that, that interconnectivity. And it's not only going to change how we interact with each other in a business context, but how we interact with each other in a social context. Um, I'm, going to, I'm going to throw something at you that I was reading. There are a number of companies very recently that have come out and said that go forward, their people can work from home. And, and it's some, I guess, some surprises for me, JP Morgan, Microsoft, Facebook, um, even law firms and some accounting firms are talking about trimming down their footprint, um, whether it be in the name of preventing the spread of disease or in cost savings. Uh, I just can't help but think that, you know, that is going to be misguided when you talk about some of these other social factors. And apparently this is also a, a worldwide trend because we're seeing the same things apparently showing up in mainland Europe and the UK. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think it's one of those things that, again, goes back to depends on the job. I mean, you talk about Microsoft, you talk about JP Morgan. Um, some of those jobs could be computer type jobs. Some of them could be call center type jobs. Some of them could be jobs where someone really spends their whole day in front of a computer um, and doesn't necessarily have that need for collaboration or doesn't necessarily have that desire for the collaboration. And so I think, yes, there's definitely jobs where it makes sense. And if you're in a job where you don't talk to other people, either by design of the job or by your own desires, working from home is fantastic. I mean, think about the time that you save in terms of commute. Think of the money that you save in terms of not going to lunch. Um, there's so many benefits for doing that. Um, so for some jobs, it definitely does make sense. I think, you know, from an accounting firm standpoint, that one's always a little tricky because accountants are usually out at clients. Um, lawyers, that one I'm a little surprised to hear. But again, it depends on the nature of the job. If you're dealing with, you know, law clerks, um, if you're dealing with associates that are writing contracts, then yeah, maybe that does totally make sense that they're going to be working from home. If you're dealing with litigators or you're dealing with people who are out trying to um, develop business for the firm. No, I don't think it makes a whole lot of sense because those are the people who are going to need to have that spontaneous face-to-face -face or opportunities for face-to-face -face discussions in order to do their job well. So this is our real estate podcast. This all has a real estate implication and that's a use of space. There's issues with design and architecture and space management go forward. So let's, let's assume that work from home takes root on a mass scale there's going to be a shift in the usage of that space, or, or maybe it's the same amount of space, but, but a different usage within the office. What, what do you think some of the alternative uses of that space ultimately become? I think a lot of it's going to be dependent on where things end up from a social distance, I'm sorry, physical distancing standpoint. You know, right now, everybody needs to be six feet apart if they can, or wearing a mask if they can't. And that is um, not fun for everybody. Or anybody, I guess. What's going to happen is I think instead of cramming, you know, people into 100 square feet of space or less in an office, either out on a bench 
um, in the open area or in the middle or in you know little offices. I think what will happen is, is you'll start to see less need for offices and desks with more people working from home if that's the way it goes. But I think you'll end up seeing larger conference rooms. So right now, I can think about our office. We have a few large conference rooms, but we also have a number of huddle rooms. You know, the huddle rooms are built for two or three, but with physical distancing, and they're really good for one. And so in order to keep people comfortable, whether or not they need to be or not, depending on um, where the pandemic ends up, but to keep people feeling comfortable, they're going to want to space out more than they currently do. And as a result, I think you'll see offices being the walls being taken down and making conference rooms larger so that you can accommodate maybe the same amount of people, but more space per person. So, you know, years ago, um, there, I should say over the last several decades, really, there's been a transformation in office space. If you look back in offices in the 50s and 60s, we had open space, you know, the bullpen type of a look where you could look down the center of the office, and you would see rows and rows of desks with offices on the side. Then the 70s and 80s begat, you know, the cube farms. So we raised the cube walls. We didn't have as, as many transparent partitions, but we had, you know, felt or, you know, hard walls to create a sense of your own space. Uh, in the 2000s, uh, the walls came down again, and we went back to open concept floor plans, glass doors on offices to create more of an open feel. What do you think if instead of, you know, more open space in terms of conference rooms, those cube walls just grow taller again? And instead of being uh, solid walls, now you have transparent shields around you so you can still fit, you know, the same number of people within the space. They each have their own self-contained space, but now it's a little bit more transparent so we can maintain that open feeling. Any thoughts about that? You know, it's funny, as you were saying that, I was thinking about why. Why did we have open spaces in the 70s and more closed up spaces in the 80s and maybe back to more open spaces in the 90s and the 2000s, et cetera? How much of this is driven by cost and how many people can you put in? Also, how much of it is driven by generational differences? You know, thinking about, you know, me growing up in the 80s in high school and 90s starting to work, you know, it was very much a, you know, kind of a power agreed, uh, I want to be successful at work no matter what. And it's like, I want some type of status, so to speak, which if I couldn't have an office, at least I had a cube that looked kind of like an office. But then you start getting into the current times where people are more into working collaboratively, where people are used to being connected all the time. And just the current culture may be what's driving the changes to cubes and open spaces just as much as a, as a cost consideration. So I think we really need to be looking at that in the lens of costs and safety, but also in terms of, you know, the next generation coming up, what are, what's the best way that those folks work and what would be the best way to have an office set up for them? And for all we know, it may be they prefer working at home and you're not going to have anything, but I think ultimately you will find that again, people being social creatures are going to want to be together. Okay, so doomsday question. There's a glut of office space because everyone's working from home. Uh, they're, they're not increasing or maintaining the footprint with large spaces. We're literally sending the staff home and maintaining a very, very small office presence. Now we have a glut of, of office properties. What's the best alternative use of office properties in your opinion in the, in the new world? That's a really good question. 
personally, I'm going to kind of cut that one off at the pass a little bit because I'm not necessarily sure there is going to be a big glut of new properties. Um, I think, yes, the work from home will require a reduction in the amount of space that any particular companies need. I think, yes, the need for more physical distancing will increase the amount of space that companies need. And probably those two are going to offset to some extent. And my guess would be probably towards a little bit less space. But I think what we're forgetting about is through this pandemic and everything that's happened, the only word I can use that really can begin to describe everything is disruption. This has been the most disruptive event that I could ever think of. And I'm sure a lot of other people can ever think of And maybe because I've been disrupted to a great extent from it. But there have got to be, or I believe there are so many people out there who are either having been disrupted, either frustrated or opportunistic or have a lot of time to think because they're not on the road and they're not commuting and doing all that. And going through their minds is I can do X better. And I think what's going to happen is when this is all said and done and things get back to normal or whatever normal is, people who feel like I can do X better are going to try to do X better. And what's going to happen is they're going to start their own companies to do what they think they can do. And a lot of those companies are going to be successful. And a lot of those companies, as they become successful, are going to need office space because they're going to have workers and they're going to probably be the types of companies where people are collaborative and people are coming up with ideas and thinking about new ways of doing things. So I think if you look at things in the long run, and real estate is always good in the long run, if you look at things in the long run, um, office space is not dead. I don't see your doomsday scenario happening, um, at least not from the you know longer term perspective. So we, we've been talking about how this pandemic has affected, and let's say will continue to affect office space, but we take folks out of the office, they work from home. You and I are both sitting in home offices right now as we record this. Some homes are set up very well for working remote, um, dedicated space in other words. You know, I think multifamily apartments, condos, even some single family homes that are older are not set up as well for a work from home situation. So I have to naturally think that there's going to be some changes go forward in architecture as it not only relates to the commercial, I should say to the, to the office space aspect of this, but also to the home multifamily type design where we're going to have to have some more dedicated workspaces, better connectivity. You know, Wi-Fi was you know, largely preferable in homes uh, to avoid hardwired Ethernet connections. Well, now we're finding out as we're on Zoom and Skype and, and folks around us are streaming, we prefer hardwired connections to Wi-Fi. What are your thoughts about that? I think you're right on spot on the money with that. If you remember, we did a, a webcast a couple of months ago with some multifamily folks, and we talked about changes in architecture. And I believe that, yes, there are going to be some changes in order to make multifamily um, and single family much more adaptable to being able to work from home. Uh, I think with single family, there's obviously a lot more room to work with because houses generally tend to be larger than apartments. And it's easy to design in a house with a study or two or three um, in order to accommodate people working from home or going to school from home. With multifamily, it's a lot more challenging because there's just not that much space per unit and there's not that many rooms per unit. But 
architects are really good at coming up with some innovative ideas. And I think you'll see things such as ways of turning a kitchen counter into a desk, maybe ways of moving around the layout of a room to get a living room uh, to be more adaptable to being able to work from home than they currently are. Um, perhaps some way of maybe making bedrooms a little bit larger and potentially partitioning them to some extent uh, to turn it into an office. And then let's also not forget, especially once we get to where we can be closer together, um, you know, common areas within apartments. Um, if you have an apartment building with, you know, 300 units, putting in a, I won't say we work, but a we work type shared desk area is probably not a really big stretch to add to the clubhouse or the common area um, in order to give people the opportunity to work from home. And I'm saying that with air quotes because you're kind of out of your apartment and working with other people, but not having to actually go into um, an office. And I think that could be an amenity that will, um, that will sell. I think you're right. We were already seeing in some markets, uh, I don't know if I'd call it an explosion, but definitely a trend towards co-living and co-working spaces where you would have some venue to retreat to where you could concentrate on doing your own thing. You can be doing your own work, yet you're doing it in the company of other professionals. And, and you know, one of the upsides to that is it naturally creates a little professional networking. On a home builder or a condo developer, I see some upside as well. You know, there are some premium options, which I think you're going to start to see be built into floor plans. As you had mentioned, you know, convertible spaces where a kitchen is converting into an office or a bedroom is converting more readily into a study. Um, enhancements in technology, enhancements in connectivity. Uh, I see home builders going forward taking advantage of some of those options just as they might, you know, bumping out a ceiling or bumping out a room or, or you know, a living room to give you additional living space. You're just going to see upgrades around additional office space and, and office use. Well, that's all the time we have today. Uh, thanks for joining us on this episode of Weaver Beyond the Numbers Real Estate Edition. We'll be back soon with more episodes. Until next time, connect with Howard and I on LinkedIn at Rob Nowak and at Howard Altshuler. We look forward to connecting with you online. <laughs>